Good morning. It is October 25th. Uh, I am on uh, YouTube Live. And if you are listening in YouTube Live, look in the lower left-hand corner. I have a graphic. I posted it on YouTube, on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Um, it is a new graphic for a cover art for the podcast. I've been working on that cover art for a little while. Um, and I wanted to just see what people thought, but I think the, the feedback has been, it's way better than what I currently have. <laughs> and, and I started this podcast in 2020. Um, I've been trading since 1985, but, um, I have, uh, you know, not necessarily done the podcast every day since 2020, but I kind of just created something quickly, threw it up there. The podcast took off. Um, I started doing the podcast daily and just haven't kept up with the the graphics package, but um, this one looks pretty good. And, and since you guys, um, I was thinking about the hashtag trust in Gary, uh, since you guys seem to trust me, but uh, I'm just going to go down my notes. There's too much. It, we're, we're in the middle of earnings seasons. There's a ton of earnings um, today, by the way, it's Google, Microsoft and uh, Visa after hours. So if you wanted to play Google, we can look at Google real quick. I'll look at that. If you don't want to listen to the rest of the podcast, G-O-O-G is what we trade because G-O-O-G is what they buy back. You had a cross up here um, at 101. I say buy this anything under 100. I think that's still a good um, guidance. Heading into earnings this afternoon, I you know you, you never know, Snap crashed on earnings because their advertising dollars were down is google similar god you know i hate to say yes because google is just kind of its own beast how many of you use gmail how many of you search on google um how many of you use uh, an android phone you know the pe is 19 this is just a behemoth of a company it's down 28 percent year to date it's 32% below its 52-week high of 152. It's only 8% above its 52-week low of 95. So when I say buy wonder under 100, you had your chance to buy under 100. You very well may have your chance after earnings. The question is, how much do you want to put into this? Because in my mind, this is not a trading stock. Your average win on this is 6.51%. You only win... 33% of the time, 30 positions over 500 candles. Now, uh, the algorithm over those 30 positions only makes you 1%, only makes you 1% gain. Uh, if you bought and held over 500 candles, which is about two years, you'd make 27%, 28, 27.95. So I don't consider this one a trade. I consider this you trying to find entry points. And when I say buy under 100, um, two years from now, which is about a thousand candles and you're up 30%. Do you care that you, you may have had a chance to buy it 2% lower? Probably not. You're not even going to remember that. So that's why I say G O O G. I think you can just buy it. I, I would probably place an order for about a hundred because I think today we're going to see similar to what we saw yesterday, which is up and down. Um, but that's one. Microsoft, probably, I think, my second or third largest holding. Uh, again, I don't consider this one a buy, um, a trade stock. If you trade through the algorithm, you lose 1%. If you just buy and held, you make 15%. Um, your average win is 6.3%. Your positions are 29. You win 31% of the time. The, uh, the algorithm has you in at 236. I think that's a fairly good um, entry point. I, I, I think my, my, uh, pivot level was about 240. Now the question is, are they going to get killed by their, uh, the currency issue? Their PE is 25. The, the, the street wants this at 17. There were a couple of things that kind of indicate to me that this earnings may be one where you kind of want to sit out. Uh, the first one is that Amazon announced last night that they're freezing hiring in their web services group. Uh, the web services group is the group, the Amazon web services is what, is what runs that company. Um, the, the large majority of Microsoft's run up to 349, 
which was their 52-week high, is the cloud. Um, it's their cloud services. So if Amazon is halting hiring in the cloud services, Microsoft has said, um, hey, cloud services, yeah, we, we're going to uh, uh, halt hiring as well. Is this the quarter where it just kind of, you know, they give a little bit of a warning that inflation is out there, companies are spending less, blah, blah, blah. You just don't know. But I would say anything around 240 um, would be an entry point on this one. If you do have long term in mind, the difference between 240 and 247 is not that big. What are you buying? 10 shares? Uh, if you're buying 10 shares, 70 bucks. I mean, you know, it's a good night at the movies for a family. So uh, those, are, those are two that, that, that I really like. Visa is one that um, I have traded in the past around a $200 price point. And you had a cross up here on October 13th at 183. You had a cross up before that at 180. Um, 190, if you get it at 190, which is today, I think if they have a, a stellar quarter, I think you see this gap up here at 203. That's only a 5% move. This one is not one that I necessarily love. Um, the performance on this one, the algorithm makes you 3%. Um, you're, uh, you win 43% of the time, but your average win is only 3%. If you're into the payment fields, I kind of like this one. Um, sorry, I had to blow my nose, but Visa is one that I, I don't know that I'd initially trade this one into earnings. I think there's better opportunities out there. I think Google, uh, I think Microsoft are better entries into that one. So one that I got from a listener, I think it was Joe. Um, on um, Twitter last night was MedP. And this is MedSpace. This is a REIT for medical, I think. Let me just make sure um, I'm reading this one right. Uh, they, he said, hey, can you look at this one? It was into earnings because they announced last night. They beat, and, and they're up big, I believe, uh, provides clinical research-based drug and medical device development services in North America. Um, let's switch over to Active Trader Pro and we will see. Hopefully, Joe put some money into this one because I do think that it, yeah, <laughs> from 158 the close to 211. Uh, Joe, you are a legend, an absolute freaking legend. And this is what's crazy is we had a cross up yesterday at 158 in the afternoon. Uh, a cross up. They killed it, $2.05. Uh, Joe, you're a legend, an absolute freaking legend, Joe. Or I'll go back to the Safari view. Absolute legend. Missed it. Hopefully you got in there. Uh, one that we probably will, I kind of missed just because I think it's more hype than anything. And I posted this yesterday, Mullen. Mullen announced that they um, got some buys of their design in, uh, and by the way, it's self-announced. So this is all hype play. Remember, this is a company that is 100% bankrupt, has no money. ZipTrader Charlie went over it. You can just, um, you know, Google ZipTrader and, and Mullen, and you can see his analysis of this one. It's crazy. Uh, it had a $0.24 cent buy-in on October 14th, which I never would have alerted you about. Their earnings are coming up November 8th, but they are shooting skyrocketing up to even today. I think they closed at 49 Let's go to Active Trader Pro. We'll look up Mullen here because um, I think there's, yeah, $0.62. Cents. So at $0.24, cents, if we had listened to the algorithm, we would have tripled our money at this point. Uh, even yesterday, uh, it closed at $0.50. Cents. And you're at 62, which is what, uh, 20% overnight. Uh, I would not put money into this one. If you want to trade it, make sure you are comfortable doing day trading on penny stocks. Uh, it will move significantly fast. Look, this is at 7 a.m. when retail really kind of opens up. You saw it move from 50 all the way up to 65 cents. Um, that's a one minute, one minute candle, each candle. Uh, you saw it trade above the Bollinger Bands. 
it's still, it's sinking up right now. Those Bollinger Bands are really, really tight. Um, you can see right there. God, it's probably going for a run. But uh, I'm not going to trade it because I don't, I'm not a degenerate like that one. But uh, Mullen is one. Did you guys buy TQQQ under 20? Like I said yesterday, I posted this on Twitter too. You would have had a nice 10% move during the middle of the day. Uh, 1932 is the buy-in on TQQQ. Uh, I think it's trading at 21, although I think the futures came down. Uh, let's look at TQQQ, and we'll look at a two-day, uh, because I do want to show you that this was TQQQ. So essentially, when it dipped down here, you can see it kind of trades outside these Bollinger Bands, and that was where I said, hey, under 20, you should buy it. And this was while I was doing the podcast, I think it was at you know about 10 o'clock or I was on YouTube live, I think. But I said, hey, it's it's got to go. Well, if you bought it 1920, you wrote it all the way up to 22 yesterday, which is about a two dollar gain, which is about 10 percent. So, you know, you could have gotten your 10 percent. Now, today you can see it's kind of flat. I'd probably wait for it under 20 again and then buy it and then get your 10 percent out. Uh, in and out. I think that's a good one. We talked a little bit about Amazon, or I'm sorry, I wasn't even on TQQ Active Trader Pro when I was showing that. Look at that chart. That's the chart I wanted to show you. That dip right there is where we were on YouTube Live, and I said, yeah, SQQ is your play, but to play the rebound, you want to play TQQ. Boom, boom. And I probably would have sold out here, to be honest with you, at 21. I don't know that I would have gotten back in because it wasn't under 20. But it went all the way up to yesterday's range, went to 2147. So we're trading at 2118 this morning, slightly down a little bit. We'll go back to Safari View and Tesla. Uh, well, let's go over Boyle. Boyle, I was just on YouTube Live going over Boyle with Zephan. Um, you don't have a cross up on Boyle. And I want to show you this four hour chart. It is probably crossing up today. I think Tom mentioned yesterday that he's in Boyle at a significantly higher price and, and just kind of held on because he believes too, like I do, that this gap up here at 90 is going to get filled at some point. I'm just not sure which. And, and, and the danger part of why I'm not throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars into Boyle thinking that it's going to go up is because you want to trade the trend. And when you look at a weekly chart of uh of Boyle, it just, you know, the trend again is not your friend. It's a downward trending stock on the 200 day. The good news is that that 50 day, which is that blue line that's in the middle of these Bollinger Bands right there, that's the 50 day. When the 50 day crosses like it does, um, uh, it's going to probably in the next month or so, you're going to see that one cross up on the 200. It might use the 200 as resistance, don't know. But this is what that 200 days, what scares me long term. Now, as you get shrink it up into a daily, you do have a positive trend on here. And you can see the daily, you're kind of making that turn, that button hook that I always talk about. Then when you run the algorithm, you don't have a buy-in right now, but you probably will today. Um, and we'll go over to Active Trader Pro because if I show you boil here, uh, we're going to go down to boil. And you'll see it, it's on a little bit of a run right now. It's up at 38. <clears throat> and just last, the last minute when I was talking to Zephan on, on YouTube Live, um, it was at 37. So you, you're outside the Bollinger Bands. It's just got a crazy run on it right now. So I don't know that I necessarily would get in right now. Uh, wait for the market to open. I think, between remember, between 9 and 2.30, this one trades crazily. The afternoon, it doesn't trade that, that crazy. Um, but I like Boyle. Boyle's doing well. Tesla. Um, this one is one that's wrapped up with Elon Musk. Tesla is, it, you'd be out of it. I don't think that you're, let me see. Well, you'd still be in at that 219 price point. You're at 211. It hasn't really button hooked. That RSI is at 39. Um, the MACD hasn't crossed down yet, so it hasn't gotten you out. You've got this gap up here around 250, which I always talked about. I think it's going to get back there at some point in time. 
It's even got this uh, gap here. If we go back, it's got that gap around 138, 140, somewhere around there. Uh, the question is whether Elon is selling his stock in order to fund the Twitter purchase. The rumor is, and we'll know when he actually releases it, is that he sold about four to five million shares. Um, and the last insider sale that we see is uh, Kirkon Zachary, chief financial officer, sold 4,000 shares at about a million bucks. Um, so the last time that Elon sold was October 9th. He sold $17.3 million. Um, that's kind of the assumption that, hey, Elon might be selling some shares. So I would consider this one to still have some downward pressure. Um, I'm going to get rid of my insiders there because right now I want to look at LNG. I have LNG up because we talked about if you didn't want to invest in oil, um, I think LNG is your best product one to invest in. It's getting a little bit of a button hook right now on the algorithm. And it, the buy-in at 164, you're only at 168. Their earnings are coming up November 2nd. The only issue that I have with this is that it's been on such a legendary run. LNG or Chenier Energy, they have a Louisiana port where they take liquid na uh, natural gas and they put it into ships and they can ship it around the world. And the Dutch have a receiving uh, dock where essentially LNG, Chenier, can load up the docks in Louisiana with cheap American liquid natural gas and export it to Europe that is paying significantly higher prices for natural gas. And Chenier collects the, the gain. Um, they're one of the few companies that can do it. Uh, I think 150 is your pivot point on this one. And I say that knowing you're well above 150 and you haven't been in the 150 since about August. Um, but when we played this one before, you got out with a 27% gain. I just don't know that it's, it's, it's in the cards right now for this one to continue running. Uh, it's got a 0.94% dividend, but I think they declared a special like 10% dividend last time. Um, uh, and, and, you know, again, October 25th, three top energy stocks to play the LNG boom. Uh, October 19th, Jefferies initiated with a $210 price target. That's significantly higher than the 168 that you're trading at now. Your 52-week range, um, you're 72% above your 52-week high. You're only 5% below your 52-week low of 178. So earnings may um, push this one up to new 52-week highs. Um, that's essentially what I think. I do not hold the position in this one. I'd probably rather trade Boyle. And the only reason I don't hold this one is because I have so much money in oil. Uh, I have six figures in oil. And I'm not an oil fan, but I've got Exxon, I've got uh, MPLX, I've got Devon, I've got Oxy. Those are my energy stocks. Those are the ones that I pick to play. Um, between dividends and capital um, gains, I think I'd do well in those. Uh, and that's why I chose them. So I wanted to bring up LNG because... It is a long time one, and it you know go go to Finviz, look up LNG, and read that top um, Motley Fool article with three three stocks to buy. <sighs> okay, I got to bring up a sore subject: Baba, Chinese stocks. Here's what I was telling um, the folks on YouTube Live: there is a gap from yesterday in Baba. Your MACD, and, and I may go against every. Uh, ounce of refrain in my body and just gamble this one because there is no reason to buy this one right now. That kind of break on breakdown, I've been fooled before thinking that, hey, this has got to be a good one. It's got to get out here, blah, blah, blah. There's gaps all the way up on this one. Uh, they have earnings. Baba comes out November 16th with earnings. I've got, uh, God, five-figure loss in this one high five-figure loss um, when I was actually up about 20% on this one. And I just wrote it down, uh, undisciplined. And, and you guys know, uh, I give you the advice. I don't always follow it. Uh, psychology plays a big part in training, in trading. Uh, my thing is, if you look at the June 
Uh, June was the last time that this one kind of broke down. And you can see June 8th, we took that leg down. Well, when you took that leg down, you still had about a 20% move afterwards. If this one is going to get a, a move back just to the 50-day from 63 to 77 or 78, um, I think that's not a bad move. Again, earnings are going to be important for this. The problem that you're going to have is that the, the political pressure. There is an economic war going on behind the scenes between America and China. Uh, and sometimes it's not behind the scenes in the fact that uh, the Biden administration has stopped our chips from being exported for a quote-unquote national security issue. Well, expect some retaliation. And there was some, um, there was a podcast, there were a bunch of YouTubes last night talking about um, the retaliation could come in the form of Apple. What better American brand could be taken down? Um, you know, who knows? But maybe China says, hey, Apple, you can't sell iPhones in China anymore. Wouldn't be unheard of. Or they might put a uh, import tax on a, uh, iPhones or iPhone parts and export on iPhone parts. You can't export some, some iPhones made in China. Who knows? Um, but that's, that ties into BABA. If we get into that type of economic war, BABA, Pinduo, Duo, um, all of these will, will go down. This goes to D-Man who asked me, he's way down on Neo. This is a Chinese uh, automaker. I'm looking at Pinduo Duo right now. You can see the gap in this one. The gaps are huge in Pinduoduo. And this one's actually closer to the 200-day, which is uh, 58. Pinduoduo is trading at 44. And the, the only thing reason why I wouldn't do this one, and I probably would do BABA, is because the death cross is about to happen here where the 50-day cross is under the 200-day. So I think this one's moving more towards the chart of BABA. And I think you could play a rebound on BABA more than you could play a rebound on Pinduoduo because Pinduoduo has actually been doing not, not too bad. Uh, you just got a 34% gain in Pinduoduo. But um, to D-Man on Neo, he had two questions. I'll go over them both right now. But Neo, you're out. I hate to say it, but there's no reason to stay in Neo. Um, you've got earnings coming out on November 8th. Tesla announced their earnings. They brought up China. Um, China's still in lockdown. There's no reason to stay in this one. Kind of cut your losses. Uh, if you don't have too many, I mean, it's at $9.44. Here's the thing that you have to know. They're not making any money. Um, you know, you go over to Finviz. They're down 70% year to date. They're just not making money. The last time they got into a capital crunch like this, the Chinese government bailed them out. So that's probably what's going to happen. But I can't say, hey, just stay in there. Because the next time that you see this, they're going to get bailed out. Uh, they do have plans. Neo is the first Chinese company that has plans to sell EVs in Europe. So they do have some catalysts, but you know they lost 20 cents per share last time. What makes me think that they're going to actually make money this time with China on lockdowns? Why would somebody buy a car when you're getting locked down? Uh, I just don't know. Uh, Coke, Coke announced earnings. Um, I think it was a really good earnings because they beat it. Uh, we had a cross up here at $55. You're at $57.62. I told you this is not a trading stock. This is a buy and hold stock. I have held this one for a very long time. Uh, over two years, it's up 13%. So it's not doing as well as some others like Google and some of the tech flyers. But this is just one that you hold on to. You don't kind of trade this one. You just buy it. Um, they beat earnings. It's flying. Uh, Tom wanted me to look into Pepsi uh, along with Coke. Uh, both I, I currently own. Pepsi has a buy-in at 169 The only fear that I would have is that they do have this gap. They announced earnings. There's no catalyst coming up. But 164 to 166 is where the gap is. You're trading at 177 You clearly have confirmation up here, but it is so overbought at 66 if it were me and I would want it, you know, and I were attracted to Pepsi in particular for a uh, a trade, I'd probably buy puts. 
you know, it's oversold with the RSI at 66 on the algorithm. The MACD is way up here. Uh, it just crossed again. It could continue to go. Uh, but I think it's near a 52 week high, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it's one point, 52 week high is 181. And so it's only 1% below its 52 week high. It's 15% below, uh, above its 15, uh, 52 week low. Um, it just doesn't, I mean, it's not super volatile. It's got a 2.59% dividend. It's a quality stock. Um, I, I, I do think you just buy this one and hold it. Uh, uh, okay. Amgen. Uh, we're going all over the place over industries. Amgen is one that has a great dividend. Um, they have earnings coming up November 3rd. This is one that has been a high flyer. Uh, there are gaps all the way down here. Uh, I would have rather seen you buy it at 227 where the algorithm got you in September 23rd because this has just been gapping up left and right. Um, when we go to Amgen, you can look at uh, some of the, it's got a 2, 3% dividend, 22 PE. Um, uh, Morgan Stanley just upgraded it with a price target of 279. Read some of these articles. Um, yeah, Simply Wall Street says uh, insiders at Amgen sold $4.9 million worth of stock. Uh, it needs to be monitored. This is a biopharma company. Uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a great company. The problem is it's still reasonable. At 22, it's still reasonable. Year to date, it's up 16%. At forward earnings, 14, it's still reasonable. So I, I, I don't want to say that it can't go above its 52-week high, which is 261, which is where it's trading right now. Um, it's still reasonable. This one in Lilly, um, Eli Lilly. We talked about, I think it got a cross-up yesterday, a double cross-up. <clears throat> you can see this one. 311 was the buy-in. You're at 350. Their earnings are coming up October 31st. Um, you go to Lilly on Finviz, it's still reasonable. 55, it's a little less reasonable than Amgen, but it's at its 52-week high. Um, UBS has a price target of 363. It's trading at 347, so you have 10% in there. You know, between that price target, that's the most recent one. May SVB Lyrink has a price target of 341. They're going to have to up their price target. But um, October 24th, there's an Investor's Business Daily. Stocks to buy and watch. Dow Leader, United Health, top stocks. You know, healthcare's, healthcare's in. Eli Lilly's a good one. Um, Schlumberger. <laughs> Schlumberger. Uh, I don't know if I say that correctly. I probably don't. But this has been a killer. Uh, the algorithm said buy on September 30th at 36.24. It was just so beaten down. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it got had gaps all over the place. Uh, you're at 52 right now. That's what, two weeks? Less than a month? Um, you do have a gap here between 45 and 46, which it gapped up on earnings day. Because it had a crazy, crazy good earnings. Um, this is one that they're in the energy space. They provide software to the energy sector. Uh, their PE is 28. They have a 1.3% dividend. They are up 74% year to date. Great articles on this one. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. The problem is the RSI is at 84. Uh, I wouldn't buy it here at 52. But keep your eye on it. I, I think it's, it's, it's very good. Um, speaking of Pepsi, back to Tom, the CEO said something uh, interesting about inflation. I'm going to read the quote that I wrote down. The environment clearly is still very inflationary with a lot of supply chain challenges across the industry, said Pepsi, uh, PepsiCo CEO Ramon LaGuarta. The snack and beverage company beat analyst expectations for both revenue and earnings per share as its price hikes buoyed its bottom line, even as some units saw volume declines. They're basically able to have pricing power. And that's why Pepsi and Coke are good stocks. Nobody's trading down for Pepsi or Coke. Um, particularly, I am a cola drinker. I prefer Pepsi over Coke. But I'll tell you, if I ever get Domino's or I get pizza, Coke's a better better match. So I have either one. I don't care which one. I, I have both. I have both of them. 
and I just buy and hold them. I just split it up. Uh, CRK Comstock. This is a uh, fertilizer company. Uh, it had you don't have a cross up right now. You are clearly down on this MACD. Their earnings are coming up November first. Um, this one trades. It's sixteen seventy six. Uh, let me see where the volume indicator is. I want to look at some of the volume shelves of recent. Um, so I pulled this back to the end of August, August 26th. And you can clearly see that down here, it really doesn't have a lot of support. So the question is really going to be, is this going to move up to this volume shelf up here? Uh, it is the outside of the Bollinger Bands on the bottom side right now. It's using that 200 day as support right around 1690. Um, if it, it has closed there below for the past few days, let's look at CRK. Um, PE is 15 forward. PE is only three. It's trading cheap. It's up 107% this year. It's 143% uh, above its 52 week low. The 52 week low, low was $6 and 88 cents. Um, if we look at a competitor, which is Mosaic. Um, is Comstock? Hold on. Comstock, I think Mosaic's a... Um, do, 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 an independent energy company engages in acquisition exploration. Ah, this is oil and natural gas. The reason I was thinking it was um, fertilizer is because um, it takes natural gas to make fertilizer. So... Uh, October 25th, Insider Monkey, 10 energy stocks to buy on the OPEC production cuts. Um, September initiated Key Bank Capital Markets, $26 price target. You're trading at 16. I mean, you know, again, it, it seems expensive um, because it's up 143% above its 52 week low. But the reality is a 15 on a PE on an um, energy stock doesn't have a dividend. So you're counting on this one. It's pretty volatile. Um, you can clearly see that there's a channel forming here on Finviz and it's moving, uh, probably using that bottom trend line as more support. It hasn't broken it, um, it but it's going to use that top line of $21 as its um, resistance. So I think you could run it here from 16 to 21. Um, you know, again, energy is kind of... <laughs> Take your pick, what you want. Uh, we talked about the oil services, OIH, um, which is the Vanek Oil Services ETF. This one, I talked a few days ago. You had this MACD on September 30th. <clears throat> it covered this gap on the way up. Hasn't really covered the gap because you still have this gap here. About 216, it's trading at 281. So um, you've got this one. Uh, Halliburton is one. Uh, that was brought up to me, H-A-L. Uh, one of the reasons I don't like this company is just because Dick Cheney used to run it. And if you know anything about the history of Halliburton, they were sent into Iraq and um, to clean up uh, after, and they made millions and millions of dollars. And Dick Cheney was on the board of directors at the company and found to hold a significant amount of stock and blah, blah, blah. The rich get richer. Uh, you had a MACD cross up here at 2479. You do have this gap that hasn't been covered between 25 and, th but it's at $35 right now. The RSI is just way too high. I wouldn't get into this one. Uh, it's, it's not great. Not great. Uh, I posted an article yesterday with two, um, and this was where I thought that um, Joe's suggestion was, but MPW. This is an interesting one because they are a medical uh, REIT. And so they own offices uh, for medical. And, and you can clearly see this one is just in a downward spiral. They have a huge, huge dividend payment. I think it's like 11% or something. Let's say MPW. Uh, and it's clear that that is taking money out of the stock. You're only 4% above your 52-week low of $9. Uh, it's an 11% dividend, 56% down year to date. You started the year at about 24. You're at $10 right now. Um, all of these have downgrades. Now, anybody can write an article and say, hey, these are two ones to get into. Uh, AGNC, 
was the next one. And half these people write these articles just because of the huge dividend, 18.9% dividend. You're only 3% above your 52-week low. Let's go and see AGNC on the, uh, the algorithm. I posted this and I wanted to follow up because I, I am drawn in by dividends, but you can clearly see it just doesn't make sense to invest in these companies. Uh, your dividend X date on AGNC is coming up on October 28th. They just announced earnings. That's not moving that much. Let's see. Let's go into uh, Active Trader Pro and look at it. I'll show you. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah, it's down. Close to 762. 753 is where it's trading. So I, I wanted to go over that because I did post that on Twitter. Uh, we had some earnings from UPS. I think they beat. Pretty sure they beat. Um, the CEO is coming up. It's up about 3% in the pre-market. Um, this one had a cross up at 166. You're only trading at about 167. It's 171 in the pre-market. So uh, this one is super boring. 5% uh, average win. Now the algorithm makes you 20% on this. Buying and holding loses you 2%. But it's not super, super sexy. Not super happy. Uh, another one that reported and beat was GM. Uh, let me see. General Motors beat earnings per share, but missed revenues and popped on earnings. Um, it came back down. They basically reaffirmed guidance. Um, let me see where they're at in pre-market. They closed at 35.72, 36 36.90. That's up a little bit. The actual uh, Bollinger Bands are actually um, widening up right now. Uh, it's coming down. So uh, I don't know what to expect of the market. Uh, Coca-Cola, we talked about that one. Cleveland Cliffs, CLF, they are down in pre-market. Uh, I didn't look at their earnings specifically, but this one was kind of hovering around 1555 right before earnings. I think it's down at 1420. Let me look at it real quick in Active Traders Row. 1390. So it is down significantly. I said, yeah, yesterday I said, hey, that 1374, it doesn't look like it's got anything to go. Um, it's going to use that 200 day as, as resistance. You could buy it here at 15, but I didn't think it had any more than 16 in it. So I said, wait. Um, yeah, I mean, it's back down at 13, probably going to go back down to 12. Uh, I don't know what their earnings were, but I can't imagine they were good. Um, Halliburton, by the way, I guess they had earnings. Let's see. Uh, and I just went over that one. Did, did they come out good? Because they are energy company. Uh, closed at 34.58. It's at 34.85. Eh, nothing big. General Electric is one. Um, they announced earnings and immediately fell by 7%. This was strange. And I'm not, I'm gonna, I'll show the Active Trader Pro uh, version. This has a buy up here at 64.99. You're trading around 73 right now. Um, this has been one where the algorithm makes you 11%, buying and holding makes you 27%. Your average win on this is 12.14. This is an enormous stock to be moving like that. Uh, we'll go into Active Trader Pro. Uh, it closed at 73.36, trading at 74.88. I still probably wouldn't get into this one. It's still a broken company, uh, in, my, in my opinion. Um, 3M reported, Raytheon reported, blah, blah, blah. WhatsApp was down for overnight. Uh, let's look at Meta. Uh, there was an open letter uh, yesterday to Mark Zuckerberg saying, hey, Meta, uh, I'm one of your hedge fund managers. Um, get it together and get focused. Uh, he thinks that they, they are unfocused. Their earnings are coming up October 26th. I wouldn't expect anything out of this. I still hold this stock at $300. Don't know why, doesn't pay a dividend, probably should just cut my losses. Super small, super small um, position. So uh, I don't know why I hold it. I do hold it. Uh, D-Man, you asked me about MMAT and they had a special dividend. Um, I think this is Meta Materials. This is one of those penny stocks and I think they probably diluted you by giving you more stock. You didn't know what to do with it. I did have this situation and I went to give you this, this, this uh, uh, guidance. Uh, call your broker. 
It's the best I can do. I remember this happened with a company called Geotel. And what happened with Geotel back in the 80s was I had put like $1,000 into it. And it was, you know, this was 1989. I was like 19 years old or something. Um, and uh, Geotel wound up declaring bankruptcy. And they gave me what were called warrants. And this was at a time where you had to pay $25 per, per trade um, and I couldn't do fractional share trading, but the warrants had fractional shares, blah, blah, blah. Um, essentially, what happened was those warrants were worth something like $3,000 based on the bankruptcy judges uh, awarding them. Um, the problem was I couldn't sell them on a website. I couldn't do anything. I had to walk into my broker's office. Um, I had this happen and I remember the reason I'm, I'm telling you this, I had this happen with another stock and I don't remember the stock. I think it was around 2008. It may have been, um, uh, a reinsurance company that I invested in. Um, I forget, but I got the warrants. I called up Fidelity and Fidelity said, yeah, selling warrants. It's just tough. Just let us do it. And so if you have a good broker, just call them. If you don't have a good broker, it's your own fault. Sell them however you can. But uh, my guidance is if, if you don't have a good broker that you can call and you can get guidance on that, get Fidelity. Uh, I continue to be a, uh, a fan of Fidelity. So let me show you UPRO, which is the Ultra uh, S&P. Uh, this is the triple levered. $29.99. We had that. that Kind of cross up here on October 13th. I think you can believe it now. It's at 33. So you've got your 10% out there. Uh, SPXU, which is the bear of the S&P. Uh, you can clearly see we're in a downward trend there. It's probably going to break through this 200-day uh, right here. I would say that probably 16. When we get to 16 on SPXU, I think that's where you could probably buy it. I don't think these gaps down here at 15, um, I, those may come into play if you break this, this volume. Um, let me just make sure that that volume shelf is correct because I'll drag this back. Yeah, see down here that 15, 15 to 16 level? I think that's where you'll probably see some support on the, on the bottom here. So I think when you get to 16, if you wanted to time it, I think you could time it there. TQQQ, I still say, Anything under 20, buy it. Uh, let's see where it's at right now. Uh, TQQQ is at 21.46. So it's slightly up, but TQQQ is one that, that I would do. Um, scans. I didn't see anything that I'm over the moon about today. Um, other than Boyle. Boyle I am over the moon about. Uh, I think you could get your, yourself into boil, and I might actually get myself into boil. But Thermo Fisher is a company that I've personally traded before, and I held this one, I think, for a year uh, to get long-term capital gains. Uh, and it was during the pandemic. Let me kind of uh, scroll back here because I believe I bought Thermo Fisher, um, and I'm going to go to a daily so that I can pull it back more towards COVID. Um, it was around this time, I think it was July or so, um, and I held it all the way until, I believe it was August. Uh, it might have been September, but it might have been August. Um, but I made a good amount of money on it. I, I want to say I bought it around 400 and sold it at around 560, 600, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, I didn't quite hold it for a year, but I did hold it for what I considered a, a decent amount of time. Um, uh, I... Maybe I held it until August of the next year. I don't know. Uh, I, I held it for a long time. I know I bought it early on in the pandemic because this, this is a, a pharma company. And Thermo Fisher was, hey, there was nothing better to invest in other than technology. Uh, so they had a cross up. Re, the reason why I bring this up is because I have traded in the past. I'm not a huge fan of it. And the reason I'm not a huge fan of it is. Read the first article on Finviz. In investing in Thermo Fisher five years ago would have delivered you 160. No, that's not it. Um, oh, October 21st. Institutional owners may consider drastic measures as Thermo Fisher's 
recent $9.3 billion drop adds to long-term losses. Read that article. Um, there is a the most recent uh, uh, coverage from Credit, Su- Credit Suites is neutral. With a 675 price target, you're trading at $5.5, $505. So uh, that's why I bring it up. I like it. Eh. Uh, Coinbase. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Coinbase, but they did have a cross-up at 66. Their earnings are coming up November 3rd. There's going to be all kinds of bad news in this stock. It's just my opinion. I'd rather see you in Mara uh, with this Marathon Digital Holdings because I think these guys take advantage of the ups and downs of uh, crypto with their mining. Um, and, you know, you had a cross up here at 1137. You're at 1289 right now. Uh, that's just, what, two days ago? October 21st. So you have four days ago on Friday. Um, 1137. This is one, again, if you had my algorithm in TrendSpider, you could have access to this. Your average win on this one is 109%. It's been crazy. This one's been good. Uh, you make 379% in the algorithm with 29 positions. Uh, you make 338% by just buying and holding it. So either one you could have done and you would have probably just made out just as well. The algorithm makes you a little bit more because you do get out of those downturns. and be honest with the algorithm. See, you can see it here. I probably would have gotten out up here. Now, there are many times where I would have gotten out up here, taking the profits, and then it shoots up. But didn't shoot up that time. Kind of kept coming down. So uh, I would rather see you in that one. Verizon, eh, I know I said I liked it because the dividend is 7%. It crossed up here at 35.97. It's just been a dog. They're spending so much money. Your average win is 2%. You buy this for the dividend and you buy it because it's going to be a $50 stock again. It's essentially why you buy it. Home Depot, you buy this because it'll be a $300 stock again. Uh, it's at $283. Your, your price is $283.39. You just buy it because at some point it's going to be a $300 stock again. That's essentially why you buy this. You look for this entry point. You just buy it. When it hits $300, you sell it. Their earnings are coming up November 14th. They're going to say, hey, we have inflation. Hey, we consumer might be pulling back. But the, the contractors are still booked out and they're still spending a ton of money with us. That's what they're going to say. If you don't want Home Depot, you can go to Lowe's, uh, L-O-W. So that's my entire list. Uh, L-O-W, by the way, is about to cross up. It hasn't crossed up, but you're at 187. You buy this one because it's a $200 stock. You're going to be back at $200. You just buy it and you hold it. So, um, okay, that's the entire podcast for today. Uh, Go to my Twitter. I'm going to change the logo. Uh, I may mess with a little bit with some of the wording and stuff, but I'm going to change the logo on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. I I did see some additional uh, reviews uh, on Spotify. Uh, if you don't know on Apple podcasts, you can leave a written review. Oh my God. Trying to find where to do that is just a freaking nightmare, uh, for a boomer like me, but there is a way to find it. Uh, uh, Spotify does not allow you to leave a written review. Uh, if you go to the link tree, I do, maybe I'll just put the link in to leave a review on Apple podcasts, but, um, you can actually go to the bottom. And I've been adding some additional podcasts that I listen to on an app called Good Pods. Uh, I don't listen to a, a podcast on that one, but it's a great way to track. Um, and they give you an alert. It's nice. They give you an alert. Uh, I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify, but this is a good way to keep it. And um, I posted on Twitter. I need to post it on Instagram. But I had a great conversation with um, a guy who is in charge of Uh, the Center for Election Science, Um, and this is their website. I'm showing it on YouTube right now. Uh, It is on uh, Election Insider with uh, Richard Barron, and it's his. It's only about a half hour, but essentially what this guy does um, is he, uh, they're promoting this, and it's in St. Louis, it's in Fargo, North Dakota, and I think it's in Alaska or something, and they do some, uh, you can look at their blog um, learn about approval voting, blah, blah, blah. 
essentially what it is is so in an election and a recent election that I always complain about was the Ross Perot election where Perot came in and Perot, I liked Perot. He made common sense. Um, well, you know, there's two party system in this country. So you either vote for one or the other. If you vote for a third party, your vote is wasted. This uh, approval election uh, kind of says, hey, if you've got three candidates and you want to vote for two of them, vote for both of them. Uh, if you want to vote for all three, you can vote for all three. And it's interesting because they have, uh, in, in the places where they've done this, they actually have uh, average voting of 1.6. And so the person who gets the most votes still wins. It's just the, the, the people who are uh, actually running and who have good ideas and maybe marginal, because what we've seen in elections recently is the extreme right or the extreme left, and I don't care which side that you're on, but the extreme side wins just because you fire up the base so much uh, and you get that fringe. And then the other side can't win because you don't like the other side, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, this approval voting is kind of like, okay, the middle has a shot here. And, and if you Google it, um, in fact, I, I, maybe I'll post the link. 60 Minutes did a great article uh, or a great uh, report. Uh, and this was years ago, 10, 15 years ago, about the, how the great American contributions that have been considered great changes in this country have come about because people crossed party lines and voted. Uh, well, 0% of the people have crossed party lines recently to vote. So just kind of take a look. But take a listen to that podcast. I re really liked it. It's only a half hour. Um, but Felix was fantastic yesterday. So, uh, And by the way, if you want to donate to the Center for Election, they are a nonprofit. So, uh, you know, take some of your profits and give it to them. Or you can tip me, either one that you want. Uh, but yeah, so podcast ends there. I'm going to stay on YouTube live. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for everything that you do. And if I can do anything for you, just let me know. See ya. Bye.